Hey friends, I'm Jess Connolly. I'm an author, a coach, a Bible teacher, and a local church leader. And I love talking to real people who know what it means to have full lives, but also want to walk in abundance. This podcast is for you. It's not my podcast, it's ours. It's for people who crave lighthearted conversations and deeply spiritual truth. It's for people who are busy, tired, waiting, growing, dreaming, working, or praying about what's next. Wherever you're listening from, if it's quiet, mundane, or busy, I am praying for you and I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. You live your entire life in your body. It's not an accessory to your life or even a small part of it. It's also not your identity. And the state of your body isn't intrinsically tied to the value of your life. Your soul, your spirit, that's what's eternal. But your body still matters. And how you feel about your body matters. In 2022, when my book, Breaking Free from Body Shame, came out, the one thing that surprised me was how often people would assume that I didn't care about health because I was the anti-body shame girl. It seemed like the general assumption amongst believers, even if we didn't say it out loud, was that we could either care about the physical state of our bodies or the spiritual state of our freedom. I couldn't agree with that statement less. I don't think it's spiritually immature to steward and care for your body. And at the exact same time, I think we often confuse worshiping in our bodies with worshiping our bodies. So let's talk about health. Specifically today, we're going to talk about what it might look like to live fully awake in our bodies that are constantly failing and experiencing the effects of a fallen world. My friends, I cannot say this clearly enough. This is your disclaimer at the top of this episode that will not be surprising to you at all, but I am not a doctor and you should absolutely seek your doctor before making any changes to your health or fitness routine. I'm not going to be giving you medical advice today. I'm not going to be prescribing any kind of medical advice. I will be summarizing a little bit of what I've learned. But that being said, I also want to share a little bit of what's worked for me. But most of that is going to be more of an ethos or an idea and less of even prescriptive things that have worked for me. You should absolutely see a doctor if you're going to make any changes or any shifts to your nutrition. And in fact, I'm going to give you a couple of resources of doctors that would be great to work with. I will also say I've had two different friends look over the notes for this episode and weigh in. And I wanted you to know that one is a doctor and one is a nutritional therapist. And I just wanted you to know that I have asked medical professionals just to weigh in and check my words. And they've given really great insight and some good little tips to share along the way. But I wanted you to know, again, not a doctor not even slightly a doctor. And I'm really just a woman with my hands up journeying on the path of health and trying to figure out what that looks like for me. That being said, here is my hope for this episode. Number one, I really hope that we can talk and have a conversation about health from a kingdom perspective. And I pray that this episode, like every other one, I'm hoping leaves you encouraged. I hope in the name of Jesus that you don't listen to this episode and feel like there's a long list of things that you have to fix or that you have to do or that you're behind or that you're somehow not healthy enough. We have had enough of that shame and we've had enough of it in Christian community and we have to get rid of it. 
Number two, I really do want to summarize some of the main issues that a lot of women seem to be struggling with in a way that I hope makes sense for you because I've needed the summaries to make sense for me. And actually, I was at dinner with some friends last night and we started talking about inflammation, which is one thing we're going to talk about today. And one of my friends was saying that her husband had said to her, what in the world actually is inflammation? And she was saying she wasn't super sure how to describe it. And I was like, that was me too. I used to talk about inflammation for a really long time without really understanding what it was. And so, for example, I hope that after this episode, you'll be able to describe in normal human people language what inflammation is and how it might be impacting you. But then number three, my third hope of this episode is I want to share a little bit about my story. And again, not at all prescriptive advice for you, but this is what's helped me. These are the theories or the ideas or the small little shifts that have helped me. And again, not to prescribe them for you, but to give you some ideas of what is possible when we start to make some small 1% changes in our health. Now that I've given all the medical disclaimers and told you where we're going in this episode, I'd love to give you a spiritual disclaimer. So one of the core tenets that I talk about in Breaking Free from Body Shame is this idea that we cannot beat the curse. So I want to tell you the story of how this phrase became really important to me. When I was in my early 20s, I was living in Seattle, and I had a lot of friends who were really into health. They were crunchy before crunchy was cool. These gals, they like made their own yogurt, they made their own soap, they made their own laundry detergent. And I had moved to Seattle as a very non-crunchy person, which by the way, I have learned if you guys haven't heard about this, but I have learned that there is an alternative word for crunchy and it's silky. Um, So if somebody's like, oh, I'm crunchy and somebody says like, I'm not crunchy, I'm silky. So silky would be characterized as you love Diet Coke, you get spray tans, you know, you eat processed food all the time and you're not worried about it. I swing from silky to crunchy. I'm actually not all that crunchy at all, which I'll just kind of confess. I wish I was more, but I'm just being honest about where I'm at. But I don't hate a Diet Coke every once in a while. And you can yell at me about that, but please don't because I'm not as stressed about it. Anyhow, here's my point. I'm sitting with all these crunchy women who were doing it, you know, to the glory of God, they wanted to be healthy. And they were actually talking about home births and all the different ways to achieve home birth. You know, we could do it with a pool or we could do a hypnotic home birth or, you know, we could pray through our labor, like all the different ways that they were going to essentially be able to give birth at home without drugs. And that was also not my experience because I'd had C-sections and I only exclusively had C-sections, not by choice, but for medical reasons. That being said, one of my friends who had also had C-sections just really quietly said in the middle of the crowd, we can't beat the curse. We can't beat the curse. We've got to stop trying to beat the curse. And of course, she was talking about the curse of the fall, the the after effects of sin entering in the world, which means that the Lord says like work will be toiling for men and also childbirth will be painful for women. And she was essentially just stating this fact, like we can't try to outsmart the pain that this world means for us because we live under the effects of the fallen world. And so that being said, I don't think she was saying like, you shouldn't pray while you're in labor. You shouldn't try hypnobirth. You shouldn't try all these things. But she was saying like, let's not pretend like this is heaven. Let's not pretend like pain is not going to happen here. And that phrase just stuck with me in my heart for years and years. And I will say 
that one thing that I notice a lot that Christians try to do when it comes to help is we do kind of start to believe that we can beat the curse. That if we do one plus two, we'll get three. If we pray the right things and take the right supplements, we'll never feel sick. If we take care of our gut health and we exercise, then like we'll live forever. And the truth is you and I live under the effects of a fallen world. Personally, my personal theology is I absolutely believe in healing. I believe that God can do whatever he wants to do on earth. And I do believe he miraculously heals people. I believe we get to come into agreement with healing. We get to ask for it. We get to believe it. We get to speak faithfully over our bodies and over our lives. And some of the most faithful people I've ever met have not experienced the healing they've prayed for. And I do not believe it's because they haven't said the right things or done the right things. I believe it's because we live under the effects of a fallen world. And because we live under the effects of sin here on earth, sickness and decay is the reality for our bodies. So my personal theology is both. Like I totally believe in healing. I believe in miraculous healing. I ask God for healing. And also I don't believe that if I say the exact right words that my God will be a genie in a bottle and he'll snap his fingers and I won't experience sickness. I also believe that he has the ultimate authority and he gives us dominion and authority over our our bodies. So I believe God can heal and can do whatever he wants and he can keep sickness from us. But I also believe he gives us a lot of authority in what we do with our health. That being said, I also know he gets a lot of glory from suffering. And I don't necessarily understand every single scenario of why he lets us experience sickness and suffering and pain and illness in our bodies. But I do know that he won't waste a thing, not even a tear, And that even our pain and our sickness can be used for his glory and the good of others. So all that being said, again, my hands are up. We're going to talk about health, but I don't want you to hear me saying that if we do one plus two, we'll always get three because it's just not reality. It's not the medical reality and it's not the spiritual reality. And you and I, if by grace through faith, we walk with Jesus, we don't believe in a gospel of health. We believe in a gospel that Jesus did the ultimate healing by saving our souls by the power of his blood. And I do believe he often rescues our bodies and heals them. But I think what Jesus tells us in the New Testament is that the real miracle is that we get to experience eternal life with him where there won't be sickness and there won't be death. Okay, moving on. I want to tell you a little bit about my ethos of health. I'm not even sure if I'm using that word in the right way, ethos, but this is my take on how I view health in general. I try to approach any kind of conversations about health, any kind of rhythms that I utilize for health, anything I do surrounding the health and wellness of my body, I try to do it from a place of freedom and not for freedom. So if I take supplements, if I see a doctor, If I work on my rhythms, if I work on my nutrition, when I exercise, my hope is that I'm doing all of that because Jesus purchased freedom for me, not because I want to be free. 
I believe that in the name of Jesus, when he purchased my eternal freedom, he also purchased my freedom here on earth. In the same way that he purchased my eternal life, I also believe he purchased my abundant life. And so I am not trying to get free. I'm not trying to become free. I am trying to agree with the freedom that is mine spiritually in the way that I move, in the way that I live, in the choices that I make. I'm also doing all of these things or anything that I do for my health. I'm trying to do it from a place of wanting to love my body and not trying to make it lovable because in the name of Jesus, it's already good. It was made good by our perfect and loving and careful father. And so nothing I do for my health is to make my body good or to make it acceptable. It's to come into agreement with the truth that it already is. Also, anything I pursue in the health and wellness world is because I want to worship in this body for as long as God will let me, not because I want to worship this body. I want to live in awe of God, not in awe of my own strength. I want to live in awe of God, not how incredible my lab reports are. I want to live in awe of God, not how far I can run. I want to live in awe of God. I definitely don't want to live in awe of the number on a scale. I want to live in awe of God. I don't want to live in awe of my health. And all that being said, when I get these things wrong, when I misplace my vision or my desire for his wholeness and healing and freedom, when I forget that my body is already good and lovable, I repent. And that's an important part of my ethos because I do get it wrong. Even though I wrote Breaking Free from Body Shame, even though I really care about my health and love talking about this, even though I'm doing a podcast on it right now, I still get it wrong. My heart still wanders. My gaze goes to the wrong place and I have to repent and try again. Whoosh. Okay. That was a lot of medical disclaimers and spiritual disclaimers and big picture thoughts. Now here's really what I want to talk about. I actually really want to talk about the big three. And I'm calling them the big three, not because statistically they're the three biggest things that plague women. I'm calling them the big three because when I talk to my friends, when I talk to women like you and me, these are the three big issues that come up a lot that lead to a lot of questions for us. And to be honest, I find that a lot of us can talk about or can know that we actually have issues in these areas, but we don't actually know what they mean. So the big three that I want to talk about today are autoimmune disease, inflammation, and nutrient deficiencies. So basically I'm saying anytime you hear somebody say in passing, they have an autoimmune disease, which I have one. And I'll tell you about that in just a second. Or anytime you hear somebody casually mention inflammation, and maybe some of you have always understood what that means, or maybe some of you say that blah, blah, blah is inflammation, or I say that I feel inflamed, but I don't actually know what that means. Or for any of you who have wondered like, Am I low in vitamin D? Why should I be taking it? Am I iron deficient? I don't know. What is going on with my hormones? What does gut health even mean? How do I know if I have the right bacteria? We're going to talk a little bit about all of that today. So let's hit autoimmune diseases first. You also might hear them called autoimmune disorders. And here is my most clear way of saying what an autoimmune disease or disorder is. And again, I've had this language approved by a friend who's a doctor and a nutritional therapist. An autoimmune disorder or disease occurs when the body's immune system attacks and destroys healthy body tissue by mistake. 
So the reason why we have so many different autoimmune diseases or disorders is because because of the brokenness of our bodies, because of environmental factors, or because of genetics, our immune systems will sometimes attack a certain part of our body, and that leads to the various differing kinds of autoimmune diseases or disorders. So there's over 80 autoimmune disorders that people could potentially have, but some of the big ones that you might have heard of or that you might have experienced or that you might have been diagnosed with would be things like Addison's disease, celiac, Graves' disease, Hashimoto's, Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, anemia or specifically pernicious anemia, reactive arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, or type 1 diabetes. So in all of those different types of autoimmune diseases, there is a certain area of the body that is being attacked essentially by the immune system. So for me, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's disease in 2010. And the easiest way I've now had that explained to me is my immune system attacks my thyroid. In fact, I got diagnosed through some lab work in 2010, but it wasn't until I think maybe 2022 that I had my first thyroid ultrasound and my doctor was able to turn the ultrasound screen around to me and show me. She said, do you see how your thyroid gland is shredded your or your thyroid is like shredded it's been just kind of like ripped apart that's how we know you have Hashimoto's and not just an underfunctioning thyroid because on the labs it looks like my thyroid just isn't keeping up with what it needs to for the, the rest of my body to function but when you look at the actual ultrasound you can see it I mean that's the word she used it's been shredded it's been just attacked by my immune system so all of these different diseases and disorders, the bad news is they're obviously rampant. I mean, all of us are going to experience sickness at some point in our lives, but a lot of us are going to experience an autoimmune disorder. And they're caused, again, by genetics and environmental factors because we don't just live under the effects of a fallen world, but we also live in a world that's filled with chemicals and blah, 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 and all the things. And there's no putting the snake back in the can. Like it's, we're going to experience these things, whether we live the cleanest, healthiest life ever. We're just, we just live in a world where the environment is not necessarily the most kind to our immune systems. Now, that being said, the good news is that all of these can be tested and treated by a professional. I feel like that's good news because a lot of times when I first started learning about my autoimmune disease or I first started hearing people talk about them, it felt so daunting and huge. Like, how will I ever know? And, and what would I do? And I just thank God and I praise God for the minds of doctors and scientists who are constantly paying attention to ways that we can come alongside our bodies and fight some of these issues, not only with holistic methods, but also with medicine. I'm a person who is incredibly grateful for both. That being said, I'm going to immediately kind of move off of autoimmune diseases to say this. There are a lot of things that we can do to take authority to fight our various autoimmune diseases, again, depending on what they are and how severe they are, whether or not we need medicine or we can just do specific things to shift. But the one good piece of news about autoimmune diseases is that we all have a lot of authority to counteract the harmful effects of them by fighting inflammation. 
So again, this is where I'm saying like, here's our number two issue that we're going to talk about inflammation, because I don't know again about y'all, but I just constantly hear this word thrown about and I literally have no idea what it means. So here are again, some normal people words to help us understand and get on the same page about what inflammation is. Inflammation is your body's natural reaction to injury or stress. So I want to just emphasize here. It's a beautiful part about our body that the way God made us, that when we have injury or when we have stress, our white blood cells are sent to the area to help bring healing. They do this through swelling, redness, pain, and heat. It's our body's way of saying like, something's wrong here. We need help here. It's beautiful. It's an important part of our body's repairing. So the problem with inflammation is that when our immune systems are either malfunctioning or they're overworked and they begin to think that everything is injury and stress, our bodies will experience inflammation more and more and more often and maybe not in the places we want them to feel it. Or for, I don't know, those of us who are just human and live in a world, I'm raising my hand, when we provoke our bodies or when we put extra stress on them or when we put them in places where they actually like feel or experience injury more often, then even sometimes unknowingly, we can constantly put our bodies in a state of inflammation and stress. So That being said, inflammation, beautiful way that our bodies were created, helps us heal when we're injured or in pain, but not good when our bodies, number one, don't really can't figure out what injury or stress is or when they're in a constant state of it. Okay, so that being said, knowing what causes and what fights inflammation feels really important, right? Because we don't want our bodies to live inflamed. Prolonged inflammation is what can lead to extreme diseases, illness, obviously even death. So we're going to want to know like, oh, what does my body feel like when it's inflamed? How can I help it? How can I help calm it down and say, listen, we're okay. We're all right. Take a deep breath. That's how I like to talk to my body. Specifically, autoimmune disease are going to lead to chronic inflammation. So it's going to be really important for people who have diagnosed autoimmune diseases to know how to tell their bodies like you can chill. You don't need to be so inflamed. What inflammation feels like would be swelling, stiffness, and specifically fatigue. I wrote a note to just say, I just want to describe what inflammation feels like for me. So it took me a couple of years of working with my autoimmune disorder. And it took me a couple of years of getting to a place where I felt well, because what's really interesting is if you don't know what well feels like in your body, you won't know what inflamed feels like in your body. And so a lot of times, if we're only used to unwell, we won't even feel it or perceive it. So I had to get to a place where my body was functioning in a better place so I could understand what actually inflammation feels like. But here's what it feels like for me. If I get to a place where my autoimmune disease is kind of like spiking or like rearing its head and I need to pay better attention to it or I need to adjust my medication, I'll start to get little infections in my body, a lot of little infections. Like sometimes I'll literally get like fingernail infections or I'll get just like different little ailments that I'll have a hard time fighting. I'll feel swollen. I notice for me, for example, 
a kind of daily sign of inflammation that I have to watch if I'm not eating well, or if I'm not just doing the things to take care of myself, my feet will feel inflamed. They'll literally feel like they're just kind of swelling. If any of you out there are people who you would say like, my ankles swell a lot. That's something I had to notice and be like, oh, that's actually not normal for my feet to feel like a little bit swollen every day. That's something I want to try to figure out why that's happening. For me in general, I just will stop feeling well. I want to just tell you just a little personal story. I was prepping for this podcast. I've been prepping actually for it for a couple of months and I've been kind of just praying and asking God like, hey, help me talk to my friends about health in a way that is A of all not super boring and B of all doesn't make me try to sound like I'm an expert and C of all just feels like a soft place to land for a lot of us. But last week I started really working on the notes and really working on what I was going to say. And wouldn't you know that last week I had an autoimmune flare. And I actually felt pretty shameful about it. And I felt kind of embarrassed. And I was like, man, I can't even handle my health. Like, why would I do a podcast episode on this? And then I was reminded, well, I'm not doing the podcast episode because I'm an expert on health. I'm doing it because this is our podcast. And I'm just as curious as you are. And I want to hold my hands up and I want to be wise and I want to have insight. But I thought on the back end of it, I was like, well, at least I can describe a little bit what it felt like for me in case any of you feel like this often and maybe it helps to hear and you say like, I'm going to check with a doctor about that because I've just been living like that. So this is what it felt like for me last week to know like, okay, my autoimmune disease is flaring. I'm having a little bit of a health hiccup. I would get my normal amount of sleep at night and I would wake up in the morning and I would have my normal amount of coffee and spend time with God and get dressed. And I would feel like I immediately need to sit down my actual body would just feel like I cannot stand up. And so I would sit down for a second and try to take a deep breath and I would go about my morning routine and try to go work out and I would get done working out and I would my body would just feel fatigued. Maybe my hands will shake a little bit. Maybe even if I've eaten, I'll still feel weak. I'll just feel like a little out of it. And then again, for me, it looks like little infections will just start to crop up. I'll start to be sick in really small ways that maybe would not be such a big deal, but I know that once it's paired with that fatigue, like something's happening. And so, yeah, I would just say like the not feeling well is what inflammation feels like to me. And now because I've been watching and paying attention for so many years and because thank God I've had seasons of remission from my disease, I know what well feels like so that as soon as I start to feel unwell, I pay attention. All right. Number three, let's talk about the vitamin, hormone, nutrient deficiencies. So again, I'm not saying anything that you guys probably don't know, but because of our diets and because of environmental factors, many of us are low in the vitamins and nutrients that keep us well and the hormones that keep our bodies functioning well. So the first thing I just want to say is that I didn't know this for a long time, but by the grace of God, we can get tested for almost every single vitamin and hormone deficiency, which is really helpful because we don't have to guess. So I want to say specifically what I'm saying here is that I've heard people talk about health in the past, and I really respect when people will say, you know, I don't know if you should take a vitamin D. I don't know if you should take this supplement. I don't know if you should, you know, really load up on magnesium because I actually don't know 
what your blood work says. I don't know what you're low in. I don't know what you need. And so on the flip side, a lot of times I'll hear people start talking about health and they'll start saying like, oh, you should totally take this or have you taken this or do you do this? And I'm just the tiniest bit wary of it because everything I've learned says we should actually find out about our own bodies. We should actually pay attention to what we need and to where we are potentially nutrient deficient. So I want to just tell you really quickly, and I'll talk about this again at the end, but one thing that has worked for me that I've been so grateful for is after I started going to different doctors and they'd want to test this or that, and I'd be paying just a ton of money in blood work, I realized that I could actually run my own labs. And so I go to LabCorp, which is a nationwide testing site where you can get your blood tested and you can go to LabCorp.com and order kind of like a basic women's or men's health panel and pay not a wildly exorbitant amount to just see for yourself. Now, that being said, I think it's most helpful to process those results with a doctor. It'll show you like on a scale of like where you are with vitamin D or, you know, maybe where your testosterone levels are or where your estrogen levels are. You you can test all of that without a doctor ordering those labs for you. But again, to process that and to make decisions that are best for you, it's really helpful to talk to a professional who can say like, hey, obviously you're low in this. This might be helpful to take to balance that. So one of the experts that I just kind of asked to weigh in on this episode is Meredith Fletcher, and she is a nutritional therapist who runs Carpos Wellness. Full disclosure, I had a friend who started doing some work with her, getting Meredith to look at her labs, to look at her health goals, to help speak into it. And in the process of knowing that I needed to spend a little bit more time paying attention to my health in this new season, going back to school, going back to fall and the schedule picking up, I decided that, you know what, I think this is a season where I wanted to get a little bit more health. And so I started working with Meredith, but I also had her weigh in on this episode and she gave some really incredible insight about gut wellness as it relates to nutrient deficiency. So I actually want to just read some of her words to you. So she wanted us to know that the body doesn't absorb nutrients and eliminate toxins efficiently if it's not digesting properly. So this is me now just talking. I'm not reading Meredith's quotes. I want to say gut health is something I know so little about. And starting to work with Meredith has me so excited because of all the things I've tried to pay attention to in the last decade or so, I don't feel like I've paid even slightly enough attention to gut health and I'm excited. So now I'm going to keep reading what she has to say. So she says signs that we should maybe pay better attention to our gut health, our digestion would be constipation, chronic sickness, skin issues, hormone imbalances, PMS, digestive pain, bloating, gas after meals. And again, she says, because we live in a fallen world and we're exposed to toxins daily through our food and our environment, we need to ensure our detoxification pathways are open so that our bodies can flush out the toxins the same way that our minds would flush out situational and relational toxicity. 
So I am so grateful for Meredith's insight because obviously she loves working with clients. She does a lot of gut health testing, hormone testing, nutrient testing, et cetera. But she was like, hey, if your listeners just want somewhere to start, an easy, immediate thing they can do is to try drinking two ounces of aloe juice three times a day and properly hydrating with water and electrolytes. And so she talked a lot about how electrolytes help our body absorb water. So if you're depleted in nutrients, it's hard to get the electrolytes and the minerals from food. So even just like a dash of sea salt in our water will help do the trick. So all that being said, she was like, listen, testing is really helpful. And if you can find someone who can help you do testing for your gut health and your nutrients and your hormones, incredible. But if nothing else, start with a little aloe juice or a little pink sea salt in your water, and that will help support your digestive system and your gut health. Praise God. Incredible. Amazing. So grateful for her insight. All that being said, I hope that that was like a helpful overview of autoimmune, inflammation, vitamin, and hormone deficiencies. I cannot advocate enough finding a medical professional, and I'm going to share one or two resources at the end of this episode that will do some testing with you that will look over where you're at and will help you start to dig in and see where you can make some shifts. But I also know that's not accessible financially or even schedule-wise in every single season. So I've had seasons where I could like super dig in and do the lab work. And I've had seasons where I'm like, number one, I wouldn't even know where to start. Financially, I probably couldn't afford it. And so I want to encourage you right now about something that I call 1% changes. Now, I think a lot of people might call it 1% changes. I thought that I made this phrase up back in like 2010, but I think that a lot of people use it. So I don't actually think I made it up. So back in 2010, I actually was a mommy blogger. And I like to say I'm like a dinosaur of mommy bloggers because there was like barely even social media and we were all just reading each other's blogs back then. But because I was so obsessed with blogging, I had multiple different blogs. And one of the blogs I had was a health and fitness blog. You guys, I cannot even tell you how toxic it probably was. And I will not tell you the name of it because I don't want you to find it on the internet. But I've gone and read some of my posts and they were definitely pre breaking free from body shame. And I was striving and just really trying to make my body good. And I've repented and again, will not be sharing the name of that blog. But back then, one thing I talked a lot about was 1% changes. And for me, it was an idea that just helped me and served me so much. As I kind of looked at this insurmountable, what felt to me insurmountable world of trying to get healthy and trying to be healthy. And I was like, I really just cannot keep trying to wake up every day and be a whole different person. I can't wake up every day and be like, okay, I'm going to do green juice and I'm going to maybe be a CrossFitter, but like, oh, maybe that's too hard on my bones. So I'm going to be a hot yoga girl and I'm, you know, I'm going to pay attention to my hormone health, but oh my gosh, how in the world am I going to pay for that testing? And should I be vegan or should I be keto? Who knows? So the one way that I could kind of move forward every single day was by just making really small 1% changes. Things like today, I'm going to try to get a little bit of sunshine on my skin. I don't know if I can get tested and know what my where my vitamin D levels are at, so I'm just going to try to sit outside and soak up the sun for 10 minutes. A 1% change might be something like 
you know what? I'm actually really just going to work on my water intake. I know I want to be hydrated. I'm not sure if I have the right electrolytes. I'm not sure if I'm drinking the best water. I'm not sure if I should have it filtered, if I should have a Berkey at my house, but I'm going to do what I can. And I'm going to try to drink a little bit more water. Making really small shifts that add up over time. And again, are hopefully in the name of Jesus, all rooted in this truth that our body already is good. We're not trying to make it good. And so the idea of making small 1% changes has served me so much. And it still serves me because there are seasons where I just can't focus on my health and I can't, I can't make it a priority in the way that I want to. And so I have to kind of regroup and come back. I also just want to just hold space, not even try to solve this problem for any of us, but I do just want to sort of hold space for the idea of what holds us back from really being able to work or pay attention to our health. And that would be like the complexity of it, of like, Lord have mercy. You could open the internet any day of the week. You could go to almost any doctor and hear such wildly contradicting information about what healthy is. And so the complexity of it, I think sometimes can keep us from even wanting to move forward. Obviously, the money of it all can keep a lot of us from moving forward. I want to just hold space for that and also come against it and say, like, nobody gets to gatekeep wellness from us. And the reason why that we get stuck in that thinking is because I think that we confuse wellness with like luxury wellness. But eating fruits and vegetables, hopefully, and moving our bodies in a worshipful, not like a crazy obsessive way and soaking up tiny bit of sunlight and sleeping. Like hopefully those are things that we can all make small steps forward and as best we can, as best as our lifestyle will allow. But we do have to kind of crash this idea that like luxury wellness is wellness. I think that time keeps a lot of us from just approaching any kind of conversation about health or any kind of movement or growth in it. And I just want to hold space for that too and say, I feel you. I struggle with this myself, but also I feel like the biggest thing for a lot of us is just fear. Whether we live in like a health and wellness space and all our friends talk about it all the time or whether nobody does or whether we feel like we're on the inside or we feel like we're on the outside, we also just feel fear. But I just know that that's not from God. I know that he doesn't want us to be scared of our bodies I know that he wants us to process all of this with him in the name of Jesus to aid in our spiritual intimacy. The last little thing I want to share, and this is small health hacks that have helped me. I mean, some are some are going to be bigger, but I'm going to tell you kind of my theory behind all of the health hacks that I try to use. I heard a business gal a few years ago talking about social media and I'm going to relate this to health. And somebody was asking her like, Hey, which social media app should I be on? Should I be on Instagram or should I be on Facebook or should I be on TikTok?" And she said, you should follow the fun. And I was like, Oh, interesting. I think I would have given the exact opposite insight as a coach. I would have said like, well, where are your people? That's the social media account you need to be on. You know, where can you make the biggest impact? That's where you should spend your time. But I love that this gal said like, you should follow the fun. Like, which one do you like using? Use that. Because whichever one you like using is the one that you're going to use. 
And so I kind of tucked that statement into my mind. And now I will say, I try to approach health from a place of following the fun. If something sounds life-giving to me, I try to do it. But for example, I do not move my body or exercise in any way that makes me mad or angry or that I don't like. And I think sometimes we think that health means doing all the things that you don't want to do. But I just want to ask, does that sound like your father? We get to move our bodies and we get to take care of our bodies and we get to pay attention to what we put in our bodies and how we move them and how we rest and how we work and how we live. But I want to encourage you to see if you can't follow the fun a little bit. How do you want to move? What foods sound life-giving and exciting to you? Do you have a vitamin container or a supplement container from Amazon that makes you excited to pull it out to actually remember to take your supplements? Lately, I've gotten into cold plunging as a way to fight inflammation. And that is actually very fun for me. If that sounds miserable to you, I don't think you should do it. But it's been really fun for me and really life-giving for me because of the way that God wired me and made my personality. Whatever it is, I want to encourage you to not approach health from like, how can I fix my body? How can I get it together? How can I work this thing out? But instead, how can I steward this body from a place of freedom because I'm already free, because I'm already loved, because my body's already good? And how can I make space for the fact that I do live under the effects of a fallen world and I am going to experience pain and sickness and hardship in my body and God can heal it and he can do a miraculous work. And at the same time, I cannot beat the curse. We're going to live here in these bodies. So in the name of Jesus, let's try our best to follow the fun Follow what feels life-giving and approach health from a place of freedom. All right. I want to give you a couple of resources before I send you off. Number one, again, I'm so excited. I'm working with Meredith from Carpos Wellness. I'm very excited about just having some supplemental support to help me really pay attention to my nutrition and the different potential deficiencies that I might be having hormone-wise. And I told Meredith, I'd love to just follow up in a couple months after I've done more work with her and say like, okay, here's what we learned. Here's what I learned on kind of this next next round, next level of paying attention to my health. We're going to put a link to Carpos Wellness in the show notes. I have been using the Levels app for a couple of different months. One of my health situations that I didn't even talk about in this episode is that I found out in January that I was insulin resistant, meaning that I've got some issues with my blood sugar. I found this out through some lab work, but also through some symptoms I was having that made me start to ask some questions and do this. If you struggle with blood sugar at all, if you're diabetic or insulin resistant, pre-diabetic. I've loved utilizing the Levels app to really find out how different foods and different lifestyle things that I do affect my blood sugar. I have used the Paloma Health app in the past, and it is thyroid care for women who really want to take some of the complexity out of it. They pair you with a doctor and they send really easy lab work to your house. I actually have used Paloma Health for my daughter as well. And so if you think you might have any kind of a thyroid issue going on, I want to massively encourage you to look into that. It's it's a much lower cost way if working with an endocrinologist feels out of the realm of possibility. 
I want to encourage you, if you haven't read Breaking Free from Body Shame and you are like, hey, I think I actually maybe want to get excited about my body again. I think I want to feel at home in my body again. I want to feel free in my body again. Breaking Free from Body Shame is the book that I wrote that came out in 2021. And I pray that it will be life-giving and encouraging for you. And then I also want to point you to Revelation Wellness. Revelation Wellness is a nonprofit that my friend Elisa Keaton started. They offer free workouts and wildly encouraging health and wellness insight. And I'm also on the board of Revelation Wellness and everything that they do from the inside out encourages me and leaves me more in awe of God. So we'll put links to all of these in the show notes, but in the name of Jesus, it's been a deep honor to talk to you about health today. I cannot wait to hear your thoughts. Please DM me, Jess A. Connolly on Instagram or go to my website, jessconnolly.com. Before we leave, I just want to pray for you real quick. Father, thank you for my friends. Thank you for this capacity to come together and to just kind of hold our hands up and say, we want to honor you with these bodies. We want to worship you in these bodies. We don't want to worship these bodies, but we acknowledge the parts of our health that feel complex or confusing or even defeating. And we want to be encouraged by you and by your presence and your spirit and by your insight and your capacity to grow our minds. But we also want to be encouraged by each other. So would you just, Holy Spirit, speak to us, give us insight about our health, give us peace, help us to feel freedom. We break ties with shame and defeat in the name of Jesus. And we thank you that at the end of the final day in eternity, we won't feel pain in our bodies anymore. Thank you for restoration. Thank you for healing. Thank you for that hope. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Friends, I'm so grateful you listened to today's episode. Thanks for spending time with me. It would mean the world to me to connect with you. So you can send me a DM on Instagram at Jess A. Connolly or head to my website, jessconnolly.com for more ways to connect. If you have a minute to subscribe and leave a review of the podcast wherever you listen, it would massively help us reach more people with the good news that they can live fully awake. Let's go. Let's go.